to a Megan and Martha. Fuck, I'm down of it. I thought I'd go really high on that one. I was less high and more drawn out and just steadily mm. increasing in pitch <laughs> like a fucking horror movie soundtrack. Yes, that's actually, they call that a threnody when it's a, when it's a rising tone over a long time designed uh, to unsettle a person. Huh. That's called a threnody. Well, it was successful because I'm feeling pretty unsettled here at the top of the program. Speaking of people and things that are unsettling, <laughs> I have... We have with us the creator of some of the most uncanny valley ass stuff I have ever seen in my life. Some of the something that some things that just get they dig into you and you can't you can't get them out. They're just in there and they hurt a little, but it's nice in a nice way. It's it's fucking Vic Berger. He's here. Hey, hey I'm here. Welcome. I'm here to creep you out. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Uh, how are you doing out there? We were talking right before the show, but I'd like to point out to the audience that Vic is wearing an incredibly cool jacket and a uh, cool yeah. hat on top of this. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling very cool today. I, I went to Macy's about two weeks ago, and I, you know, found this uh, this cool jacket. Uh, it has like you know these big primary colors on it. And I got it for a good discount, so I'm very proud of it. I wear it as much as possible. <laughs> discounts and primary colors two things we very much support on this show so thank you for showing up for us yeah, <laughs> yeah i appreciate the compliment i you know i went out today earlier i got a compliment on it too i, I bought a cup of coffee and and the, and the woman said I, I really like your 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 coat today and it just feels good to be complimented so thank you for joining in <laughs> absolutely did you drop the discount on her i did like, not yeah, no no I, got I, it for some money off no big deal <laughs> I, I will save that for our next chat for sure. <laughs> you gotta have kind of ongoing bits to to, to work on. Right, as you know. right, absolutely. Well, Vic, for the folks who perhaps don't know you, which I feel like I feel like a lot of people I've I've kind of brought up, and they've been like, oh, "I'm not I'm not sure," but then you're like, right. you point out some of the videos you've done, they're like, "Oh, fuck, a hundred percent." Right, uh, right. For maybe those folks, do you want to describe as best you can what what you do? What you're doing? Yeah, um, I I'm technically a video editor, I guess. I I have a history of, in music. I went to school for music, and that was my first love. And then I kind of fell into this bizarre career as a video editor, where I'm um, basically taking things that are you know already aired and, and found footage and poly, you know political videos and everything, and recreating it, remixing it into something that's funny. You know, I take something that's horrific, like the uh, you know. You know, Mr. Trump winning the the election and his inauguration and turning into something that's you know dark but maybe funny. You know, um, I do a lot of stuff with like pop culture, like Kanye West and uh, you know Paula Deen. Uh, just kind of like remixes of, of things that are uh, you know I put up on YouTube, um, and uh, you know that's basically it now. And and uh, and also I, I um, I'm on a podcast with uh, Tim Heidecker and Doug Lusenhop uh, called Office Hours. That is. A magnificent program, might I say. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I I have prepared something for your visit. Are you ready for it? Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful air horn there. I, I like the uh, the reverb on that. It's like in a hallway thank or something. You. Yeah. Thank you. We have oh. a commonality with the air horn, uh, Vic. <laughs> on this program, we use it to denote when a relationship should just end. 
there's not really any advice to give. Sometimes yeah. we just got to fire a tactical air horn in there. Got to air horn it out? Why not? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it has a purifying quality to it. But ours is like a little <laughs> bit more drawn out. We were looking to try to find yours so that we could match it on here. Yes. Right, Arthur, right. Arthur, right. Maybe you I can like... send that to you. I'll, I'll get that to you. <laughs> oh, yes. The actual yeah. Victor yeah, air horn file. I'm in that. that happen. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Lovingly, lovingly put together by Arthur. There, we're trying to find a good match for it, but we're not a hundred percent sure of the like categories of air horn. Yeah, like how do you specify one versus the other? But admiration to my my co-host and his uh, technical audio abilities for doing that because I don't have any of that. I'm just funny <laughs> and I have a cool mustache. That's people online. You definitely do have a cool mustache. Yeah, that's I am jealous Thank of that. Wow. So yeah, I got to give you a compliment there. You know. Well, thank you. I, I tried uh, to grow stuff, but I, I just, nothing happens for me. I have the reverse where my beard hair just kind of looks like I got speckled. Like I, maybe I shaved and it got stuck to my face and I couldn't get it off. But the mustache grows in good. So I shaved the beard off to pretend yeah. that everything's that thick. But that is, of course, just a, a ruse, you know, a little, little peek behind the curtain here. Uh-huh. One, one of your favorite edits of mine is the, is the Ask Steve Harvey Oh yeah. Uh, quote with the with the people in the audience asking him questions, and particularly the cookie duster description oh. of the mustache, which I have now come to adopt. <laughs> and I call it that when I'm talking to people sometimes, and they just seem kind of creeped out by it. How did you find that specific one? Are you like a do you watch a lot of kind of daytime TV type stuff like that? No, I mean not really. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, believe it or not, but I, I um yeah, I mean when I remember being in college or if I had, you know, not cable, what do you call it? The, like an antenna or something. You get all these like stations, these daytime TV things. Like there's putting all this like stuff to fill the air in between right. all the commercials that they're trying to scare, you know, old people into buying, uh, you know, those uh, chairs that go up and down the stairs or whatever, you know, just like those kind of commercials just like, I've just like always like freaked me out anyway. But, um, right. but yeah, I've, I've through the years I've watched a lot of stuff, but to, to make those, uh, to make those videos, I, they have them all online too. So I, I went through I've probably every ask Steve segment where they, they <laughs> just set these people up and say, ask Steve the, like the most horrific thing you can ask him or whatever, just to, just to get a reaction <laughs> out of them. And they're clearly just so scripted and maybe they're even like, you know, giving them cue cards and everything to say, but yeah, that right. one stuck out. The, the, the cookie dust. I, I, it's a cookie dust. I never like heard that term before, you know, and I, obviously Steve hasn't either. I guess that point, so, like, we're all terrified. Um, but she, you know, she, and she wanted to touch his cookie duster and, uh, she did. She went down and touched it during that. So poor Steve. <laughs> understandable though it 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 does look very touchable Mm -hmm. Uh, i i have to fend people off too in the mustachioed community we often carry around a golf club with us to pretend we're just hitting the links but really to fend off (laughs) unscrupulous mustache grabbers Uh, sure a little backstory for steve harvey there too i got some insight intel i i hope that steve is not in on the joke i hope that if it is a scripted thing that they don't script him ahead of time i hope these are not crafted reactions it reminds me right. i learned that um jerry springer does not know the topic of the program until he walks out onto that stage oh my god oh, that's shit. hilarious the fact i learned he just wow. like he just walks out and goes oh yeah we're doing this today fantastic the original <laughs> podcaster that's good <laughs> well Vic. 
thanks again for coming on. Uh, as yeah. as the folks may know, the focus of this program is on saving people's dating and relationship problems through answering their questions. And uh, thanks to Vic sharing our question box, we have we have quite a lot of questions in here today. Yeah. But before getting to those, Vic, we got to ask you our traditional question. Mm-hmm which is asking about an embarrassing or maybe just stupid relationship or dating experience you've had. Do you have anything like that? Yeah. Um, well, the, the woman that is my wife and, uh, currently, <laughs> um, you know, when we first started dating, I was living in Pennsylvania and, um, she was living in Boston. We had, we had gone to the same high school, but, um, didn't really know each other. She was living up in Boston and we ended up uh, getting together like over Christmas break. Because uh, she was home to visit family and everything. It was great, you know, hanging out, having fun. And uh, so then she went back to Boston and, and you know, maybe a month later or so, like, uh, I'll come up and visit. So I go up there to Jamaica Plain. Um, and basically our first date, I guess you want to say, um, we went to the uh, Sam Adams Brewery, which is right there. And you can – they they – test out different beers like that they haven't released to the public yet. Right. Um, so you can go there, you sit down, they give you like three or four different cups of it. Um, and it was all very good. You know, some of them are pretty thick, pretty heavy. Um, it was, but they're all really good. Um, and after that we walked, uh, through the, um, there's a, an abandoned zoo up there, which is really cool. You can walk through the old monkey cages and everything. And then we met up with her roommate, Mike at the time, um, who, um, He's a super super cool guy. Um and then we went to the the um the real zoo that's still there. So we're going, I don't know, like three hours or so. We're out walking around and it's a long walk from her apartment and everything. Um and right. we're walking back and those beers just started to like get to me and my stomach <laughs> is going blah, 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 blah. and oh, we're just no. like <laughs> walking and I'm like Oh my god! I can't. Like I have to. I'm gonna have to take a shit. <laughs> like there's nothing I can do. I need to find the bathroom, and I'm just like, and we're. I mean, we're we're a long way from her apartment. Luckily, we come across. I mean, I didn't say anything to her or, or anybody at the time, but like I could just tell we're coming up, you know, close to the bathroom, and and I, you know, it, it was getting to be like I don't know, almost five o'clock when they when they shut the bathrooms down there and for the, the park bathrooms. And it was like five minutes before I see it, you know, in the distance. But then I'm like, I actually, I shit my pants. Like, <laughs> oh, no. and, and I don't know. And, and I guess I'm like a pro at shitting my pants because somehow her and Mike had no idea that I did it. But I'm no. like, I'm walking like I shit my pants clearly. And I'm like, uh, you know, and I, and it's awful fucking awful <laughs> and then there's other people everywhere you know right and and i get in i finally get into the bathroom none of the stalls are open you know no like i'm just like what am i gonna do oh my god and then finally somebody came out of the stall and and uh i <laughs> i took you know everything <laughs> off and did what i had to do and yeah and uh yeah tossed my boxers <laughs> so, hurry i can't believe i'm like talking about this but yeah it's um we have a tendency somehow, to bring that out in people. Yeah. And somehow, but somehow they had no idea. I don't know why they didn't know, but it was like pretty obvious. And like, I, I didn't bring it up to Anne until like, I don't know, maybe two years ago, I, it came up in conversation. She's like, what? What are you talking? I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Maybe she, I don't know. It's just didn't believe me or whatever, but I didn't bring it up again since then. But 
what yeah. was the approximate volume of your particulate? Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like, like you drank a lot of like beer and it was like, you know, uh, uh, I mean, volume like milky, and, and is that what you're telling me? Like, is you want to describe it? Like, or how much was thinking, there was? Yeah, it was, I was a little, like it was a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of everything. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it filled the shorts. Yeah, definitely. Barking, hey, like yeah, a healthy it, payload. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I, I cleared out. Yeah, I cleared out the system. And uh, yeah, God I, damn. I, and I remember like being in the stall. And the, and I heard some dude like knock on the door, and, and he goes, "Oh!" And he like, like left. <laughs> it was like that bad. It was like a violent shit, and um, and yeah, and and they had no idea. So I, I guess that's something that I'm pretty good at. So that is impressive fortitude, yeah, like beyond right. just because you had to have some magic luck with with kind of the smell sense there, right? But to be able to just continue marching towards the park bathroom, like. <laughs> Uh-huh. Everything's cool. My, <laughs> my pants are, are not filled. Right. <laughs> if you are going to shit your pants anywhere on the planet, a zoo is probably the best place to do it. Oh, yeah, totally. Because there's totally. a variety of odors in the air. Right. And we were actually like, I remember, this is another gross story, but I remember we're all laughing at the uh, gorilla because he was eating his own shit in front of us. Nice. So he helped me out a bit. Couldn't you cover, you know? <laughs> Just, just shared a sneaky <laughs> wink. Yeah, right, right. Got you. I still visit him now and then. We go back, we hang out. You know, we tell each other shit stories. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. Great answer. Thank you for sharing that with sure, us. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe I told everybody this. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That more an air horn salute for that story than our usual negative air horns. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for sharing. Uh-huh. Uh, and following up in the wake of, of that tale comes our humble question box. That's fucking right. We're here in the question box, the segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we will read them and we will answer them. If you're new to the show or you have forgotten me saying this every goddamn episode, <laughs> if you'd like to send your question in, you can find us at rftb.me or on Twitter or at rftbpod or on Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag. Click the link in there. You don't got to make an account. It's anonymous. And then we end up with a delightful uh, a cutting board display. What would you call that? A spread. That's the word I was looking for. We got a delightful spread of questions here. And uh, I think we're just going to start out with this one. Hi, right, crew and Vic. Howdy. Howdy. How I'm important. So, I'm sorry. Can I, I'm sorry. Can I, are you able to edit this later? My son's yeah. knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. Sorry to interrupt the flow there, guys. No, no, no. (laughs) Try it again. Get it back up again. Okay. No worries. I'll I'll just pick up from that question. Okay. Hi, crew and Vic. Hello. 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 Which is almost like, hi, Dr. Nick. Hi, crew and Vic. Yeah. Same number of syllables. (laughs) How important do you find shared musical interests to be in your relationship? I have some extreme slash niche tastes that I realize I likely won't be sharing with potential partners. Thankfully, I can still appreciate a lot of other musical styles. 
Thanks. Wow. What do we think? Well, well that's a that's a uh, that's a good question. It's something I think about uh, because when I first uh, started dating my wife, she was a big jam band head. Uh, oh. She was into Fish and the Dead and and you know stuff like that. A lot of live music, um, like. That I'm just like I was never really into. I mean, I appreciate it, but I, it's not something I want to seek out. Um, I remember sure. like early on, uh, I had the idea to go to uh, Bonnaroo, <laughs> so so we went to uh, we made the trek from Pennsylvania to uh, where is that Nashville or uh, Man- Manchester, Tennessee? There it's like it an hour is. south. Yeah, 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 and it's it's like nothing I ever want to ever be at. But I was like, you know, it was early on in the relationship. I'm like, <laughs> you will love this. I know you will love this, Anne. You know, so like, let's let's go. And uh, Fish was playing two nights, <laughs> and uh, you know, we went, and uh, it, it was you know, it was it was something you do. Uh, I, I I wouldn't do it for everybody, but I think uh, you know, it worked out. I, uh, thankfully and unthankfully, like Anne got sick the night, the like the last night, so we didn't have to see the second. Night we ended up just leaving, <laughs> so that worked out, you know. But uh, but um, yeah. Right. I mean, but as far as like, you know, she doesn't love everything I like. You know, it's. I, I mean, I th- I think it's like you come to appreciate you know each other and and each other's tastes and you know and and um, I'd say you know give it give each other's uh, taste a try. <laughs> if that makes any sense, right? You know, yeah, be yeah, be open, it, be open to a lot of, a lot of new things. And it's it fun. might be that you can only take one portion of fish. You know, that's, two will give you the mercury poisoning, and we can't have that. That's a great you're, point. You're risking yeah. one portion, uh, you know, for the for your partner who's who's into it, and that's that's what we support doing yeah. on this show. I'm in, I'm in a similar vein. Music is a very important thing to me. I've probably like any kind of art. That's definitely the thing I like the most. I don't like movies. I think all <laughs> movies are bad, but music. That really, that really does it for me. Uh, and so, you know, there's stuff that's important in going to shows and all that. But I, I'm in kind of the same thing. I listen to a lot of really, like, sad electronic music. And I understand if people don't want to hear computer sounds and be sad. Uh, right. <laughs> but I'll kind of try to share it and explain, like, what this does for me. And uh, kind of ask them the same. Because I've definitely gotten into a few bands, too, where I would assume I, I'd never be a fan. And somebody was like... Oh, it kind of, you know, makes me feel this, this, and this, or reminds yeah. me of like this time, and it kind of clicks a little bit more. Uh, so I, I, yeah. I think that's a good point of just taking a swing at it, because sometimes you'll yeah. find something good. It might suck, though. That's a possibility, too, and, and that's okay. You just kind of got to try to try to not let, you know, nip that in the bud if they're, if yeah. they're trying to play something you don't like all totally. the time. Yeah, I um I have a tradition of every Sunday morning playing polka music through the house, and that's not oh, something... No. That's not something Anne loves, you know, but she she puts up with a lot for me is what I'm trying to sure. say. So. I, uh, I desperately hope that musical taste is not incredibly important in a relationship because I don't know how many people I've met in my life that like German warehouse techno as much as I do. Uh, so like I, I dated a woman for a long time who um, she loved like Ani DeFranco was her big musical thing and i liked blatta and anasia right (laughs) and i used to dj a lot and she would come to shows just totally begrudgingly like if i had like a bigger like oh i'm opening for um uh you know whoever one of the stupid acts that came from columbus i'm opening for daft punk you have to be there babe uh she would begrudgingly come and she'd bring like schoolwork to do at the bar uh but what i'm getting at 
there's there's a sweet story I want to share. I want to bring it just bring everyone in a little bit. Awesome time. I uh, I DJed a wedding as a wedding gift for a friend of hers, and uh, I'm playing house music to her family, and nobody <laughs> wants that. <laughs> Nobody's into it. Uh, but some of the younger folks are there. And they're they're kind of trying to get into it, but they've never really heard this stuff before. So they're like, they're asked, they're like, how do you dance to this? And my girlfriend, who did not love dance music very much, the one who begrudgingly came to shows, was trying to show them how to dance to house music. She's like, you just kind of move. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was the sweetest thing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just kind of munch a cup of pingas and see where it takes you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't take the ones that shaped like the Mitsubishi logo. Those aren't great. <laughs> that's true. That's that's bad times. All right. So I like I think that's kind of the case for within relationships. I will say I've I've had some luck with kind of like forming a connection with somebody, you know, because you both listen to something similar. Because sometimes that means I don't know. You go to the same kind of shows, uh, or just kind of on the same kind of wavelength. Sometimes that could be it could be something to like look for with somebody, but not, not something to fully write off if they don't match with you. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll you, you'll you learn you learn a lot about the people that you know that you're with that uh, through their tastes and everything. And yeah, like you were saying, you can learn something from that. And maybe there's something you can seek out. Maybe there's some weird fish uh, side project that's cool that leads you to something else or whatever. Just yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's a killer. You know. Good times. I think we can summarize this by saying, listen to fish. Vic yeah. loves it. So that's, the, that's what I'm pushing today, fish. I'm all about it now. <laughs> all right, Arthur, what else we got in this here box? Uh, two girls, one cup. Is that good or bad to watch on a first date? <laughs> that's not a question. Come on. Come on, <laughs> Come on <laughs> listeners. You know it would be great. You know you could kind of give right. a, a reading on where you're both at in right. terms of sexual exploration and openness <laughs> to trying new things. So you definitely want to make that the first thing you do on a date, just to screen out people before you invest time. Vic made one guy one pair of pants on the first date. That's, that's he, right. He made that that's video. Right. <laughs> So go for it. Yeah. Why not? God damn it. I will uh, say I, I started in, well, I guess it was successful in the sense that we went on a couple other dates, but it didn't pan out. But years ago, I, I had a Tinder date later in the evening and somebody sent me the video of Nickelback performing at the 2000 Super Bowl where Chad Kroger that. has angel wings and is rigged up to like wires and flying around. Holy and there's shit. like naked ripped man with wings like dancing and posing and stuff. It's fucking crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I don't remember So that. I came into the date and I sat down and I said, have you seen the 2000 Super Bowl Nickelback performance? She said, no. And I said, would you like to? And then we watched it in the bar and uh, we went on a couple more dates after that, so <laughs> clearly it worked. Like I said, it didn't pan out, but right. a couple more dates. Let's focus yeah. on that part. Most I, of them uh, aren't gonna. Yeah, Most I like early on. I um, showed Anne uh, Dr. Steve Brule like some of those early mm. episodes where they're oh, yeah. He's like eating the shrimp behind the like in the dumpster, and like I never really <laughs> thought she'd be into it, but she's like a huge fan of that show, so. 
that was I knew was a good sign from then, you know. <laughs> I remember showing a girl Eric Andre show and her becoming like viscerally like trauma triggered by it. <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> so, like, takes all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how did a shock video zoom into a more serious question here? Okay, wait, no, I'm not going to do that one yet. With people working from home more, how do you strike a balance between your work life and your family slash relationship? Oh, it's a well. Uh, you're uh, asking me that as my son is knocking for the third time <laughs> on the door. Uh, this is where I'm supposed to be working in this, in this office here. Um, it is very tough. It, the, like the last year has been super, super tough and hellish to do that because, uh, you know, obviously I have two young kids who are you know, zooming into school and, and uh, my wife's a teacher. That's awesome, Owen. Very cool. <laughs> he's very into origami and uh, I wish you could oh, see awesome. it, but it's it's a good, he's, he made a cool little uh, throwing star. It's awesome. Um, so that's, I mean, that's kind of what's. All right, I'll, he wants you to hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> let's see the throwing star. All right, here, I'm going to show them. Check this out. Look at this. Very cool folding. Look at that. Pretty amazing. Oh yeah, they love it, buddy. It's got multiple um, spikes on it. I yeah, think it could do I mean, some damage. I that's a, my son has patience. I have no patience at all, like to do these things, and he has more even more complex than that. Um, but yeah, it's it's been very invasive, and and um, you know. Um, Anne is is teaching and she's she's zooming from home um and trying and we we didn't we don't have a babysitter or anything so it's like you know half the morning the first half of the day I'm I'm in theory working you know for like till to about 11:30 11:45 um and Anne is teaching while watching the kids um so there's like you know they're zooming and and it's just it's i don't know how she does it how we're doing it it's just it's just crazy um and yeah and we don't we have because of the you know because of the virus we haven't had a babysitter and we don't have any family out here so we've just been together 24 7 and you know no like you know alone time for dates or anything like that um right so it's it it hasn't been easy um but on the bright side, in a couple of weeks, they're gonna the kids are going back to school in person uh, for a little bit at least, and and then you know, and she'll be going back, and then I'll be able to hopefully get more done <laughs> at home here. Um, but it it has been tough. Um, I think uh, I don't know what the key has been. I think to, I think to 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 kind of let each other know that you appreciate each other. You're you know we're trying to you know we're doing this together right. and you know, we appreciate how hard it is, the, the struggle that we have. Um, it's not always easy to get that across each other. And, and you're <laughs> sometimes so sick of each other because you just see each other all the time. But, um, but hopefully, hopefully we're on the, you know, on the end of that right now. Yeah. Right. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> just the, the cabin fever and the situation on top of it, it that's got to be real difficult. Yeah. I like making the point of, of taking the time to, get the appreciation across though because i feel like it can be real easy to kind of fall off when everything's chaotic and you like well you know they know what's going on too uh but it mm -hmm. is important because you know I, even if you love somebody sometimes you get sometimes you get at odds a little bit or you're just feeling irritable and it's, it's not about them but you're right together and, and it, all that and it is hard it's hard to like say that like oh, i appreciate you because like earlier today i went in like as Anne was on a break from school and She's like, and I'm just like looking at. She's just like clear, clearly struck. She's like, "What, Vic? What?" 
And I'm just like, ah, I just want to say I appreciate you. Just like, just to, you know, like I was trying to be sincere, but it always comes across like sarcastic whenever I do that. But like, I am saying right. you're working very hard for very little pay, you know, and I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, try to get those out. And, and it's, it's not always easy. And, uh, you know, I always didn't have like a, a great uh, example of how to, how to show that, you know, as a, as a kid growing up, it's, it's something you have to Same. kind of like work, you know, yeah, yeah, for you sure. Like work towards it and, and be aware of things like that and, and just know the importance of it. For sure. In any relationship too, it, yeah. it, it's kind of like, you know, you talk about kind of losing the magic in relationships and the honeymoon period and all that and how yeah. things can fall off a little bit, <clears throat> but it is like small things like that. A lot of times that, you know, it seems like nothing, but you don't hear that and things are right. Kinda you need a little reassurance. Stuff. It's yeah. like, uh Oh, your mind starts right. turning. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, damn. I mean, uh, we salute you for, for hanging in there for a year though. That's, I just have a cat. Sometimes she knocks <laughs> okay. shit, so, shit over. That's, that's about all I've had to deal with. <laughs> yeah. That, thankfully yeah. no animals right now, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. That would be absolute chaos. Be, a cat yeah. on top of these things. <laughs> right. Right. The Don't cat would be that. getting the throwing star and oh, trying to yeah. get further. <laughs> <Let go. laughs> all right. Are there anything else we got in here? Uh, let's see. How did this is also related to, to the, to virus times. Uh, how do you put a positive spin? On the 200th stay-at-home date night due to COVID when your wife is an extrovert that craves socialization. It's hard to do that. It's no. incredibly difficult. Uh, <laughs> my answer is always, like, just, just any sort of superficial change you can make to the arrangement is going to just barely be enough. Like, uh, we're going to order takeout, and instead of eating it at the dining room table, yeah. we're going to lay a blanket out in the middle of the living room floor. We're going to eat it like it's a picnic. Yay! <laughs> like, you just have, you got to do just little dumb shit like that, and then hope hope against hope that that's enough. <laughs> right, right. Just any kind of new activity you can pick up, too. We, we've been talking about this a lot. Get a yeah. fucking video game or something. You don't yeah, don't right. get don't get too tied up on like I got to be using all this time productively because you really fucking don't for the sake of your mental health. You kind of got to teleport through a little bit of this. At least that's yeah. my mentality. Yeah, so yeah. You could, just something something new to do, even if it's not something you're typically into. Right, right. And and I think uh, obviously like time alone, if you can, if you can work it out, where like you know in every every morning, every weekday. Like and make sure she watches the kids so I can go out for like a jog. And that's been like really helping me stay a little more sane. Um, just having something to do to, you know, I listen to podcasts and stuff and just go for like a jog at like a nice, like 45 minute hour long uh, walk. Um, and I try to do the same for her, like in the afternoons, um, just like, you know, cause everybody just needs time to just have, be in their own thoughts and just, you know, get away from it all. So think right. finding a way you know to do that have time alone is that does what is the the absence uh makes the heart grow stronger or whatever that thing that cliche <laughs> sure. is it's kind of yeah. true in a way you know so yeah <laughs> no absolutely everybody's got different combinations of extrovert kind of introvert yeah and, uh, you know normally in a relationship kind of those times alone just happen naturally you know if you're living together that's that's a different story you might have to focus more on kind of making that uh, but in a situation like this, I kind of experienced the beginning. I, I was living with my partner uh, when all of this started hitting. We just quarantined together. 
and uh, taking the time to kind of make a point to be like, hey, like us, have, if we're going to, we can do stuff in different rooms and that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. we're going to need our alone time. <clears throat> it's nothing personal, you know? Exactly. And just getting that on the table. So, because I don't know, one of you can be kind of in a funk and then the other one's just trying to have some alone time. And you're like, oh, they're mad at me or something. Right. You know? Right. So just getting on the table because everybody's got that. There's nothing wrong with needing to be alone for a while. People right. are stressful, even if you love them. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, ain't that the truth? That's that might be the truest thing you've ever said. People are stressful. <laughs> I feel that deep, deep in my retail worker bones. <laughs> I'm pulling magic out of my brain hole for you, and, and now I'm gonna pull another question out of the question box hole. Let's see. Okay, this is one that I, I did some research on. Vic, I'm very curious if you know anything about this. Okay. Vic, do you know about Scuffed Tower Defense, the game that used your face as one of the avatars? Oh, Jesus. What is that? I have no idea. So I didn't either. <laughs> oh, I texted multiple friends saying, what is this? And I looked it up, and it seems to be like, a, I don't know, like a standard tower defense game that's in development. It seems like just a guy making it. It's a pretty low key, small well, I have thing. To talk to my lawyer about this and get, get, uh, <laughs> get some cash out of this guy who's making this. Huh. Absolutely. But there is. I just saw a little kind of like stick figures walking around, and on the face there would be a picture. And sometimes okay. it was a cat. Sometimes it was Donald Trump. But I watched a lot of these like devlog things, and I did not see Vic Berger's face, which made me sad because I thought that was going to be pretty funny. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I would. I would try that game. Why not? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Scuff Tower Defense is developed by a small and dedicated team, and the best features and additions to our game thus far have come from the feedback of dedicated fans who have tried our demo and let us know what direction we should head in to make sure we are creating the ideal tower defense game. Just 50 comments that say, put Vic Berger's face in this tower defense. It's what the people need. <laughs> uh, whoever sent this in, please message me and tell me what is up with this. Yeah, thing. I want to know about that. I'm very confused. And why is it scuffed? Did the tower the tower got scuffed? Yeah, what scuffed is, is British slang for like busted or like uh like we would say like ugly. beat. Like if something okay. beat. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's scuffed. That's not nice to say about those towers. They're just trying to defend themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's here's uh, another question. The Gumby yeah. quote unquote the little lost piney horror edit. It's one of my favorite videos. Thanks for all the laughs. You're a saint. Question. How do I see the best intentions in my partner when they do something that casually hurts me? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well, um, I mean, I'm not always great at dealing with this uh, either, but I, you have to, you have to uh, say, you have to get it out of you. You have to like, let them know, like, Hey, that hurt me, you know, rather than uh, sinking into depression, like a lot of times I do. Um, and because maybe they don't even know, they don't, may not even know that it hurt you. You know what I mean? So you want to exactly. identify that emotion, what's going on there. And, and, and in a way, uh, you know, stand up for yourself, uh, by, by, uh, saying you were hurt, you know, and, and, and just talk it out rather than just, just going away and sulking and stonewalling and, you know, and, and just right. letting that go around in your head. Um, and that's something I've been working with through my therapist, uh, every Wednesday I have a therapist now I got that through the, um, through the, through the pandemic. And that nice. is an issue I have where I'm like, like, Anne says something to me and maybe she didn't even realize she's doing it or doesn't realize that it hurt me. And I will just go away, away and sulk. And then that's just like, I'll ruminate on that. Um, so 
but the best thing to do is to get it out and not you know not let it fester basically right and build it up into some big thing. right because it could be uh, yeah because it may be something easier to to get past if you if you just get it out right it could just be a bad day or a matter of tone or something I, i've yeah, had oh, that tone issue is the tone is yeah. something yeah that that it, that affects me just for whatever reason i guess again my upbringing you know how, how things were right. <laughs> so yeah so if you say it nicely nicely to me i can handle it you know but if you're a little harsh and, and hurtful, you know, that's, there's, or perceived as that, you know. Yeah. Right. And and with something like that, it's kind of can be ambiguous or not so much of a concrete thing. It definitely leaves, I, I have the same issue. It leaves a lot of room for ruminating. Yeah. And in the past, that's totally fucked up relationships for me because you mm -hmm. get so in your head and you start acting different. Even if you don't realize it, it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy type thing. Totally, totally. So I think that was a really good point, particularly about bringing it up, but also just kind of keeping in mind like this. They might not even know this is a thing. This might be, yeah. you know, something accidental, right. but bringing it up and making a point, because even if it is, if it's grating on you, you should still address that because hopefully they don't want to be hurting you over there. Right, right. Yeah. Then, yeah, you can learn and grow from that. And yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want to be you know, stuck in that situation where you're just, yeah, like, because that, that person... Your your partner may have just like had a bad day, or, or or you know was thinking of something else. They were worried about something else. So yeah, talk it out. Exactly. On the other hand of this, though, something that that could potentially concern me is I'm just I'm, the the way you're saying. How do I specifically see the best intentions in my partner when they do something that casually hurts me? And Vic, like you're saying, we've been talking about this. This needs to be something like you talk about. This shouldn't be something that you're having to. I have to change my behavior to see the best intentions right? because uh, it, it mm. could just be something casual. You know, it could be something they don't realize. But if this is something that's hurting you and they're continuing to do it, right. it might be it might actually, you know, there, there's a line that could be crossed where it, it might not just be like a casual thing. Right. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's that's, like that's a good point. Yeah, tone. Could, yeah. It's just a shitty way to treat someone. Right. Yeah. There could be something else going on there for sure. Um, and if if that keeps recurring after you've you know, spoken about it and put it, you know, and stuck up for yourself. And um, it's, yeah, you're going to want to, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you might want to talk, talk to a therapist together. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's how you do. Right. I don't know. You're like, or, or yeah, another party, for right? sure. you know, you know, because especially like if you got a past to kind of having relationships where you haven't been treated so well and it's become normalized, it, yeah. it can become something where you just kind of fall into thinking that's normal. And that can be hard to see talking with that partner if it's a bad situation. So getting a, th you know, a therapist involved to talk to, even for yourself, if you're if you're struggling with stuff, not right. a bad idea. Uh, but also, you know, maybe it's not too far gone like this or something maybe it is just something mm -hmm. lighter so yeah but, I, I but just an outside kinda... perspective is yeah i think is is something you know someone who's who can just like who's not living there you know 24 7 with you that can that you can talk right. it out with and and say does this make sense to you you know kind of thing and yeah tell you if it's a fucked up thing or not or if mm -hmm. it's just you know kind of what we're talking about maybe you just got to get this out into the open more yeah i I hope it's that the former of the situations we've been discussing, uh, and I hope this is able to work out for you. Uh, thanks yeah. for sending in your question. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, what do you say? What do you say? We move on to some Reddit questions. Let's do it. We got some weird stuff in there today. We've been in the mines. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. 
The title of this question is just fake glory hole situation. All right. So I got the idea a few months ago, ordered a new table online, and it came packaged with large sheets of cardboard. I jokingly thought that these would make a great, quote, glory hole door and move them into the garage. It was a fantasy that I've always had, but would never pursue in real life. I moved the idea to the back of my mind until I saw the sheets again this week while cleaning the garage. I brought them inside and put them into the basement so that I could work on them. I used a Tupperware lid to trace a hole and I cut it out. I lined the edges with some duct tape to prevent any scraping and wrote the words, suck or fuck on the front. Ah, (laughs) what could it be? (laughs) After I was done, I moved the sheets upstairs to the closet I was planning on using. Uh, we are both WFH currently. What is that? Work from home. Ah, oh, okay. and my office is in the basement. She came down and chatted with me for a bit and started to have a drink. I finished wrapping up work and I told her to stay in the basement until I texted her to come up. She didn't know what I was planning, but she <laughs> grinned and agreed. I chose a particular closet in her house because it had a wall opposite the door. I figured she could push against the wall to gain some leverage if she wanted to fuck me turned off all the lights in her house to make it seem like a dark slash shady alley situation i left a pillow and a bottle of lube sitting outside the door i entered the closet and taped the pieces of cardboard up i then took off my shorts and sent her the text to come upstairs she came back up after a few minutes and saw the situation that i prepared she read what i had written on the door and said sucker fuck why not both I smiled and we started playing around. It was an odd but fun situation or fun sensation to have someone tease you while you have no idea what she was doing. One problem that we ran into is our differences in height. I'm a bit taller than her uh, and she had some trouble when it came to the fucking portion of the event. She said that should be that she would be right back. And then I heard some furniture being moved around after we were done. I found out that she had to get to the highest. What? That she had to get on her highest heels and used a chair to heighten it further. How tall is this guy? (laughs) He's like eight feet tall. We both just collapsed on the floor and laughed about how fun it was. She thanked me and I made a comment that she did, quote, all the work. All in all, it was a great experience. And I think that we will do it again in the future. Has anyone else tried something like this before? No. No. If so, do you have any recommendations or advice on how to enhance this experience in the future? Uh, this was posted by fake gangbang guy, who I think, I think we've had a question from before. It sounds very familiar. I'm going to do a little digging while y'all digest. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is interesting. And it's uh, we've we talked about a lot of paraphilias on this show. We've got our segment for it on the Patreon. We talk about it every single week. We have never covered the glory hole for some reason. And I'm surprised by that because this is definitely like a more well-known of kind of, yeah. you know, fetish or kind of mm. uh, more more out there kind of sexual stuff. Uh, so and I think the, the typical kind of conception of these things is kind of like the joke, like there's a hole in a bathroom stall and you're going to put your penis in the hole and then somebody's in the other stall or something. Yeah, I, I, I've never heard of it like as being in someone's house. I, I've like... Not that I have any experience with this, of course, but I, I assume they were in like <laughs> sex shops or peep show uh, stores or whatever, you yeah. know, where they have that. So you have you you have no, it could be anything or anybody like you know back there, but oh, no, uh, yeah, there, yeah, there's the whole kind of anonymity 
Yeah. And uh, right. I'm sure there's some kind of like, you know, people use blindfolds and sex, sometimes not, you know, not be able to see can like add some uh, intenseness to the situation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're just, they both kind of have this interest and, and they're kind of acting out as a couple at home, which is something we've talked about too, where, you know, there's some fetishes where it kind of like inherently involves something that probably not actually going to do, you know, and for some people, maybe it works. For some of them, it's just not like you can't eat people. You can't actually eat people. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you hold on one second with the yeah, glory hole? Yeah, My son's knocking. One second. Okay, sorry about that again, guys. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I have headphones on. They, they can't actually hear this, but that's when, uh, I, I was, when he gets to, when he turns eighteen, I'll tell him all about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like this. I've, I've said before, and I say on the on the Patreon, I appreciate kind of kinks where there is an amount of effort being put in. Like there's kind of something you got to put together or like a scene you're kind of writing out. And uh, I, I appreciate how you're doing, you're doing this also as a home thing. You know, a lot of people have asked us about stuff to kind of do with their SOs for quarantine in terms of dates and stuff. <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of serious. If you have any like sexual stuff you would want to try out, like that's a pretty fucking fun out there idea for something to be doing at home. That is probably not the 200th time you've had that as your date night. You have not, you've done picnic in the living room you have not done glory hole in the living room folks yeah. like i'm i'm impressed that it like I, like i wonder if he like brought this up at all in in the past to her to know that like all his time wouldn't be wasted like right. you know like like painting the f u c like like and just <laughs> taking all the time to to build this this glory hole uh and then imagine she walked in and was like I, what what is this? And just like you know, what knock is? it over and, and walk away. Like it could have been embarrassing. So I, I was going to suggest right. do this, but like talk a little bit before, so you're not wasting each other's time and money. You know, for sure, right? For sure, with fetishes, it definitely bring it up and talk through things, especially right. if it's something more out there that like could upset somebody or be not such a good experience. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, for certain this was going to be much darker. Uh, because I, I am, uh, as I have talked about, uh, before on the program, I have experience with the old, with the grinder. I know about the grind and, uh, there are gentlemen on that website that have like, I got a glory hole in the garage. If you want to drop by uh. like in their profile. And I thought for sure, like for a certainty that this was going to be one of these individuals who had like the anonymous GH. Right. Like in the garage, and I, I am just, just over the moon excited for these, <laughs> these wholesome, wholesome people. Uh, I'm very into that. I mean, but not to, not to yuck anyone's yum. If you, if you're into, you know, building a, a fully anonymous uh, situation in your garage, in your and garage, having, <laughs> having people drop by. <laughs> Some people got a workbench. Some people got a squat rack set up in there. <laughs> The special ones among us have a delightful wall with a tiny hole in it. I wonder if, so if it is a garage situation, I've never gone out for one of these, but I wonder if it's like a booth that they built, like they get inside it. It's like a little freestanding closet with like a hole in the door. Like a voting booth kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting though because I assume with that there's got to be that element of anonymity. Is it like you walk up to the glory old guy's house, the garage opens, revealing just this box at the center? And you're like, it's like the go. monolith from fucking 2001: A Space Odyssey, and just a... 
<laughs> and a fucking dick. <laughs> Timpanies fire up and you get down and just walk. <laughs> Fantastic imagery. Uh, but to question asker, we, we salute you for this. As I said, I appreciate the amount of effort into this. And I definitely appreciate like the excitement it sounds like y'all have where you're texting her and she's coming up and it's a fucking surprise and shit. Y'all are into it. That seems like a good ass sexual relationship. So good for you on that. Yeah. Proud of you. All right. Before next Reddit question, I forgot I had a question that was not in the box. Uh, oh, a couple of friends right, texted me right, questions. Right, right. Vic, a buddy of mine, actually the friend who introduced me to your stuff, uh, was asking if you if you own any Baker buckets or if you've ever actually tried anything from a Baker bucket. <laughs> no, I, I haven't. I I didn't want to give uh, Jim any money <laughs> at all. I don't want to, you know, help him, you know, con other people. I remember right. I, I um, years ago when I kind of first got started and, you know, Tim, Tim Heidecker, uh, really like helped me out and, you know, was like my mentor and everything. And he's the one that actually like suggested, like I edit these Jim Baker videos. I was going to get him a present of the shovel. Cause it's like this, like that you shovel the cheese and rice together with, <laughs> I was going to pay like, you know, 15 bucks for it, but I was trying, I, I was trying like crazy to, um, to contact people at Jim Baker to get Jim and Lori to sign it. And, and, and <laughs> it just fell through. They're like, no, we're not going to have this sign for you. I don't care. You know, how oh. much you pay. I was like, I'll pay $20 more or whatever, you know, but so I, I after that, I was like, nah, I'm not going to, not going to give these guys any money, but yeah. I would imagine it tastes like, 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 you know, saw, you know, sawed wood or just like, you know, just like nasty, nasty yeah. stuff. Like institutional wanna... food. At yeah, best. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I it's can almost... imagine it's very bad. At least with like an MRE, there's kind of the fun of everything's in these little pouches and stuff, and it's like a whole setting. Just a motherfucking bucket and shovel. <laughs> exactly. It's not an appetizing situation. Not good. No, I, I love that he sells buckets of Bibles too, and and like uh, <laughs> he just put, like he's like I got all these Bibles and I got buckets. What am I going to do with it? And then mm-hmm. there for a while they're promoting like buying buckets of Bibles and then just burying the the bucket so you can have it for oh. later. Like a squirrel oh. almost, like just in case all shit goes down, I'm going to the backyard and, and pull so up the bucket of Bibles. you got enough Bibles to get you through the nuclear winter. <laughs> right, right. Like, oh. You would think you only really need the one, but I guess, you know, right. if you're right. if you're trying to rebuild society in God's image, of course, you're yeah. going to need a lot of literature to hand out to people. Right, right. You, you need ammunition for your hilariously sized Bible trebuchet that you fire <laughs> over the lines of the, the atheist encampment on the wastelands and then they're converted. Right. <laughs> How funny would that be if all you had to do was huck a Bible at somebody and suddenly you're a Christian? If it hits you, they're Christian, dude. You got to carry a shield with you if you're not into that stuff. (laughs) Fucking A. I imagine they got to be expensive, too. Right. That guy's got to be. It's the charlatan markup. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Also, Bucket, probably not the ideal storage medium for like rectangular books yeah. you got a lot of empty space exactly. we're gonna have to invent like a, a little half circle like wedge bible that you could slide into the empty space you're oh, getting but the also if the world's on fire aren't the pages just gonna like burn up and the the bucket's gonna melt you know what i mean like well, that's why that's why it's underground in the bucket a little cooler there yeah <laughs> in the fucking bible hole <laughs> 
<laughs> well, hopefully, maybe somebody out there, if you if you're out there and you have a baker shovel and you could maybe get it signed, please that send would it be to great. me. I want yes. that to exist. <laughs> I would also like to point out that uh, fake bang, fake gangbang guy. We absolutely did. We got his first question on Reddit. This was like years ago. Uh, I want to get the actual date. Yeah, well, actually, one year ago, a uh, girlfriend had a gangbang fantasy, and he had this idea that he would like set it up in a hotel. And, oh shit! I remember that. And he would put on like different shirts and like wash oh. his cologne off and put different yeah, cologne on and stuff. And she would be blindfolded, and he would. He would do that. <laughs> Damn. Wow. It sounds like they've evolved. You know, it's yeah. going strong with, with being creative. So you know, mm-hmm. you know what? Fake gangbang guy, we salute you. Yeah, yeah you, get, you get one of these. You get one of the good ones. <laughs> there, there we, we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your moxie. All right, we got one more from Reddit here. Boyfriend admitted that he began a serious relationship with me because I didn't quote unquote put out right away. I'm uncomfortable with his views on female sexuality. Thoughts? We're both in our mid-twenties and have been dating for two years. I'll be honest. When I first met him through mutual friends, I wasn't really fond of him. He was a player, and it seemed like everyone knew about his sex life and how many girls he was sleeping with. I didn't dislike him, but wasn't interested either. After a while, we got to know each other, and he asked me out on a date. He was surprisingly sweet. I was too busy for relationships at the time, so we kind of had an on-off thing, where we went on dates every now and then. I thought this would cause him to move on, but he stuck around and we grew closer over the months. A couple of days ago, we were discussing our relationship, and he randomly confessed that he fell in love with me because I didn't quote-unquote put out right away. Oof. I asked him to elaborate, and he said that he'd never had a serious relationship with a girl who sleeps with him on the first date. Then he said that I didn't have sex with him until four months after we initially met. First of all, I had no idea this was the case. I wasn't keeping track and find it kind of weird he knows the exact date. Me too. He said that meaningless sex was causing him depression and he was worried that he would never find a girl to settle down with because they were always so quote-unquote easy. Oh, God. He literally says that he judges a girl's character based on how soon she sleeps with him after they meet. I told him there's nothing wrong with a girl who wants to have sex early and that it's fucked up to lose respect for her. He said it's quote-unquote natural for guys to feel that way, and that he couldn't help but think less of those girls. I was pretty shocked since he was so blunt and told him that his views on women and sexuality are very outdated and fucked up. He claimed that during the first four months he had challenged himself not to sleep with any girl until he slept with me. Oh my god. I find that V hard to believe, but he says I made him excited about sex again, and he likes the fact I gave him such a quote-unquote hard time, not that I was aware of giving him a hard time. I don't know. None of this sits right with me. I feel like it's objectifying, like I was a conquest. It's degrading. I was upset and didn't really talk to him afterwards. He kept saying that he deeply loves me and cares about me, and that I should actually feel flattered that he thinks so highly of me. That didn't make it better. In fact, it was offensive. Any thoughts? Am I overreacting or are his views a red flag? That was posted by Astral Navy. I feel an air horn coming on. I think so, yeah. (laughs) There we go. Break break the fuck up with him right now. (laughs) Like you have to this is this is lost time. You have you have these last few months gone. Wasted. Done. Uh 
Oof. I don't know where to start with like, this guy. She said what? She said she's in her 20s. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time. It's probably time. Yeah. That's super frustrating, too, because you've taken all this time, you've developed these feelings and everything, and this guy has essentially been misdirecting you, you know, by not being direct about these things and, and kind of uh, keeping his, his weird... I'm surprised there wasn't, like, any hints of this on the download, because I think guys who think about sex in this very transactional way like this, and also, obviously, just the extreme objectification of women here, you usually can tell those guys. I feel like usually they drop something where it's like, Oh, okay. Like you're a fucking red pill douchebag. Yeah. No, no I, I, pill I male now. soul on like the third date. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really frustrating. I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're I absolutely not overreacting. Uh, like 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 mature a little bit too. Steam seems still seems so young. At least to, I mean I'm also like pushing forty years. So like <laughs> that just seems like a whole other world to me. Like that tr- that, that train of thought. Uh, yeah, so, for sure you know, though. You know. He he for sure believes the stuff he was telling you about like but i love you so much like i care about you so much and Mm. i'd absolutely made me fall in love with you more that you didn't put out on the first date like he these things he fully believes but they are indicative of a retrograde shitty belief system that you don't have to interface with um you could be the one to kind like this could be a conversation that maybe turns him around maybe teaches him some of these things and maybe just maybe you don't leave him because if things are good, otherwise maybe he can learn from this situation. But if, if it, you don't, you don't have to brook this. You don't have to accept this kind of, of, uh, of belief system out of your partner. For sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. You got every right to just tuck and roll out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause especially like, it's not, you know, it's common to kind of people to hold these beliefs because our society's fucked and everything is made to be transactional. And that causes people to get some fucked up mentalities sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that he is like so meticulous in this and was saying it like with almost pride, like as a compliment to you. Right. Yeah, that is really out there. That's that's somebody who's like really fucking internalized this stuff if, to the degree that like you're dating and you're like, I really like this person. I hope they don't want to have sex on the first date. Otherwise, I won't like them. That's like, what is your rubric for meeting these people? Like, what? Let me be clear. I will have sex with you on the first date. I just won't have any respect for you after that. Right. Mm. It's that mm. It's that kind of thing. And then it's like, why Why are you having sex with those people? What? Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're so fucking against this, I, I don't, I don't yeah. like this at all. This no, guy I don't like it. I, I think the views to, to answer the questions at the end, I think the views are absolutely a red flag. And like Arthur said, like if there's some potential to salvage that kind of more details and stuff, maybe that's something you can take up. Uh, but you absolutely are not obligated to do it. It's not your responsibility. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that's not going to be worth doing it. You're better off investing your time into finding somebody who's not looking at you as special because you held your purity for a few mm-hmm. months. Like that's fucking bizarre. Hell yeah. Can we get another air horn for this fella? Yeah. There it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's the break it off air horn. <laughs> well, fucking hey, we have uh, we have come through some questions here, and uh, Vic, thank you for for helping us answer these. Of course, yeah, yes, you know, it, yeah. Thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully, Our live we help studio some audience. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you again for taking the time to come on. It's been great talking to you. Yeah. Do you have uh, what? What can you tell the folks uh, if they want to check your stuff out? Where can they find you? 
You can find me on uh, YouTube. Just type in Vic Berger. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on you know Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, I have a Patreon. You can check out. Uh, about it, and uh, you know, in office hours, listen uh, every Thursday. We're, we're live every Thursday. Give us a call. Good times. I saw you had some music on Spotify too. I oh yeah, I, 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 always, I always forget that. I got the record right here that I have so many records nobody's buying. Uh, but you can but you can stream it. Uh, you just type in Vic Berger IV Vic Berger the Fourth, and uh, I have two records of songs of mine that I recorded over the past twenty some years that were, you know, just a lot of stuff uh, like personal stuff I never thought I'd release. Just things I. Uh, was writing almost as like a form of therapy and, and uh, like love songs I wrote to my wife when we were first dating, oh. which I didn't think anyone would ever, I didn't think I would want anyone to hear, but you know, uh, <laughs> put some out there and, and thankfully uh, people seem to be into it. So yeah, you check, check those records out. Absolutely. I was listening to a, a little bit before this, the album that had a candy jar on it. Oh yeah. I was, yeah. I was really liking what I heard. I, band that came to mind for me was silver jews as far as like similar okay, sure. bands go yeah uh, sure, so if you're sure. out there and you're into that and you don't if you don't know vic makes this music go check it out it's very good awesome thank you uh now's the time where we tell you about our patreon it's uh patreon.com slash rftb uh four bonus episodes a month uh five for five dollars a month uh ten dollars a month gets you a shout out on the main feed as well uh oftentimes our guests will join us in fact if you want to hear more from Vic, get behind that paywall. Come up behind this paywall with us. You're going to find some more Vic Burger. That's right. That's right. We're, we're spinning the kink wheel. Maybe we'll land on Glory Hole this time. Maybe we'll get dendrophilia again. Who knows? But there's only one way to find out. <laughs> Patreon.com slash RFTB. Also, we do need to do the shout-outs that we have kept forgetting to do. So we shout out our $10 patron, Spreadable Fruit, our boy Dylan, Abigail, and, and Arthur. Rich Homie Barb. Barb. There we go. We love Rich Homie Barb. Our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify, three words, the Hayfellows. Folks, I want to thank you for dropping by. Uh, if it's your first time stopping by, uh, we, we'd love to have you stick around. Uh, and I also love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.